required to wear masks at work now. So I have the a good bunch. Ones? That's cool. Nah, not the good ones. Ain't nobody got no good ones. That's, that's not a good one? Well, it's cloth. It's like homemade. A good one is an expensive, you know, uh, medical N95. Oh, yeah. I have a construction N95 if you want it. Nah, I mean, I'm not really worried. I do it because it makes other people feel better. Yeah. I went to Target the other day, and it was like that. Like Some people were wearing masks. Some people weren't. Almost all of our shoppers are wearing masks now. That's cool. What are those uh, earbuds that you have? Uh, they're the Galaxy Buds. Oh, okay. I didn't. I wasn't aware that that was a thing. They yeah, they're your... like. Well, yeah, they were like. I got them with the Samsung Cash. They gave us some Samsung Cash. Oh, that's cool. Because they're like 150 bucks. They're like the Samsung uh, version of the the AirBuds, the AirPods. Yeah. Yeah. AirPods. Do you like them? Yeah, dude. They're fucking. They're fucking toy. Yeah, damn. 102 bucks the... just for them. They're on sale right now. These are the the plus the Galaxy oh, you Bud got the, Plus. Yeah, 150. They, That's fucking crazy. They hold a hell of a charge. The case charges them while they're in it. So I only have to charge like the case every couple days, and the buds keep charging every time I put them back in the case. Damn, and sucker. The, That's the, cool. The Bluetooth just turns on as soon as you open the case, no matter if you whether you take them out or you only take one out or whatever. Mics are all good. Got like. Oh, that's what you're talking on the microphone in the earbud. Yeah, that's fucking that's super sweet, dude. Does it dude. sound okay? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. There's like two microphones in each side. Wow, and, uh, I was yeah. just looking for some. I might buy the and shitty there's ones. There's like there's like little touch touch pads on there for different functions. Uh, you know, like pausing, skipping, changing oh, settings in a call. The white ones are only eighty-two bucks. Oh, but they're the old they're, ones. Either way, I think even the old ones, they're, they're pretty sick, dude. They're pretty sweet. And when you put a beanie on, nobody knows you're wearing them. That's cool. Can you hear people okay, or are they like noise-canceling or whatever? Uh, yeah, it's noise-canceling when you want them to be. You can. Uh, there's a button you can press or a setting you can turn on where you can hear things around you using the microphones. Wow. So if I have my music playing on full blast and I have that uh, feature enabled, I could still hear like the doorbell or somebody talking to me. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Because it'll use the microphone. It helps when you're on phone calls because it picks up your own voice and sends it back to you in real time. Well, hmm. almost real time. Let's see. So, if so I that you're you... not like, uh, uh, and then I, you know, that like lag. When you have yeah. Headphones in. Can't yeah. tell what you're saying. Fucking subtitle. Turn off subtitles. Oh, look at that. There's a cat. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Sweet, dude. Right. Yeah, there's some fucking refurb ones for... I bet they don't come with the case, though, the refurb ones. Oh, they have to, man. The case is part of it. Oh, Katie's falling asleep. I gotta go get the dude. All right. I'll be right back. All right, man. Uh, do you want to talk about the COVID stuff? Um, you want to talk about something different? You want to talk about podcast stuff? Because sure, you're gonna 
you're going to be writing. Give me some context on that. So, like, um, so I was thinking about, you know, you'd, I want to start, like, weaning myself off this fucking nine to five, actually seven to six job. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, well, I like writing and I write a lot, so I can write a lot. So it's like a lot of people pay like, you know, 50 bucks for 500 words, and that's like a half hour. So I'm going to start building my portfolio of writing work so I can send that out in uh, freelance applications. So that's so journalistic writing or essay writing. Yeah, journalistic sort. Well, I don't know. I mean, probably probably closer to essay writing. Okay. I don't know. I mean. So where do you start with that? Like as far as platforms or networking? So, um, I mean, I'm going to start the hard way by fucking cold emailing people, you know, and applying on. I'm going to apply for like a regular or a freelance regu- regular freelance position on some website you know where I can just submit articles and then they pay however much per article and they publish them where on their shitty website basically like a freelance like blogger but I'll submit the articles that I've pre-written or whatever uh-huh so it started out as kind of like blog format I mean, or no, like, that's not what I'm going to be doing. But that's the those are the kinds of people that are hiring. Like, they're going to share it. Yeah. Whoa, super deja vu, man. What the fuck? Like uber deja vu just now. Yeah. Uh oh. That's fucking freaking me out. Okay. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Another feeling. Is that is is that what you do? When you have yeah, deja I mean, vu. I mean, I just try to relax because I used to have panic attacks because of deja vu. I used to get it really, really bad to the point where I would start vomiting. And Ooh. I couldn't get the feeling to go away. It wasn't like a five-second deja vu. It would be like a whole 30-minute experience would feel like deja vu. That's fucking nuts. My, my reaction to the deja vu was part of the deja vu experience. Like, wow. I remember like having this adverse reaction to remembering this stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, and it was just like this cyclical thing that just made me sick. That's so. fucking crazy, dude. That reminds me of like when you have a lucid dream or a series uh-huh. of lucid dreams or whatever, and then you're like sitting in real life, waking life, and you're like, wait, am I dreaming? And you got to do like those dream checks or whatever. Yep. Yep. I used to do that too. Kind of just, crazy, man. yeah. Try to reconnect with like reality or diagnose whether or not I was dreaming. I would. Uh, I used to draw stuff on my shoes, like unique. Oh, and that's how you did it. Like, yeah, I like do like the. My, if it was on like the bottom left of my shoe or whatever, and it was like that same symbol I had uh-huh. put there, you know, and I could recognize it in the dream. I'm like, okay, I'm like logged on, basically. <laughs> that's fucking crazy i do i did i do the the reality check where you just like look at your hands you just fucking, right okay i'm not dreaming and then i did that one time in a dream 
and I had Lego hands, and then I yep, fucking yep. Like, boom. It was dope. <laughs> but so yeah, I mean, you know, like this isn't something that I'm gonna, you know, send to people really to publish. Like mm-hmm. this will be part of my portfolio more so. Um, right. So it's not like you know. Like, however you want to do it is fine. I know you have some concerns about, like, your name and being connected to, like, whatever you're, you're going to say. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, it becomes, like, a thing about work or whatever specifically. But are, is yeah. this, are you going to be, like, compiling, like, different, you know, conversations from from different people, different perspectives? Yeah, like, what's your what's, what's your, like, target? Like, your end game like what is this piece like so like in my mind i'm i'm hoping to write something that just kind of like um communicates how our society deems how we have essential workers and how we mistreat essential workers and then how non-essential workers are deemed essential and so that gives them you know difficult times and shit and then how like you know the the non-essential workers are just forgotten like like i don't remember if i was talking to you about zach but he's fucking laid off he's having trouble with unemployment uh, he just uh, bought a house so what is he he's doing he's just sitting around waiting no no i mean what was his industry what was he doing before oh the... he he was a mechanic oh, I... at, at reliable nissan oh okay so, uh, yeah, so he's just, you know, nothing to fucking do, not making money, fucking, and I can't, I, I need to get my transmission serviced, and I can't do that, you know, to me that's pretty essential since I'm going to be working, I've got to go into the office tomorrow, so. Well, there's got to be some kind of, like, mechanics open, though. It's not essential at all. It's got to be. Because a lot of places are like, they're not like open to the public, but they're open for appointment for emergency. Oh, okay. Like, I, know that's how, I know that's how like dentists and optometrists and stuff like that are vets for animals. Oh, I would okay. assume, I would assume like if you call like some kind of auto body place, yeah. Like that is an emergency. Somebody could get seriously injured or not be able to get to their job as a doctor or a nurse or whatever. Right, right. Uh, yeah. It's just it's interesting, yeah. I don't know. Um so, do you wanna you want me to talk about something or what? Yeah, I was hoping that, you know, it, it sounded like you had some stuff on your mind that you wanted to talk about, so I was hoping to kind of hear your perspective on shit. And you know, just whatever you're you're thinking. You cut out there, would you say? Basically whatever it was that you were thinking. Oh, okay. Well what what I'm sorry, man. I just there's a lot of stuff going on. What were we talking about last night that started this? What was well, I no, talking this, about? I mean just anything? I don't remember what you were talking about. I don't know. Uh, I think it was a while ago. (laughs) You want to focus on, like, uh, my experience in the workplace during the crisis? crisis Literally anything 
from from like what I I'd like to I'd like to hear like basically from whatever your personal perspective is leading up to you being deemed an essential worker and you know how your interactions with or perspective of companies and customers are because you're also in the shit sure. in the trenches so I'd kind of like to hear from not necessarily the beginning of all this where uh-huh. um, you know it started and it gets out of fucking Albuquerque or whatever but but from the time that work shut down, I guess, to, yeah. to you know, till now, I guess. Okay. Well, let's see. About uh, about three weeks ago, let's say about four weeks ago, at the beginning of March, mm-hmm. you know, I had heard about um, this coronavirus. You know, this virus that was, you know, coming from China and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Didn't take, didn't like really mean anything to me. I don't get flu shots. I don't like freak out about seasonal influenzas or I'm not like a big like hand washer or I'm not really focused on a lot of this like health stuff, even though I work in sort of part of the like health industry, like working in like natural foods and you know homeopathy yeah are you there yeah yeah sorry i'm fucking i'm trying to fix my stupid microphone thing it's are you gone can you hear me can you hear me at all did i fuck up shit is it not working i can hear me can you hear me just pick up because you recorded that last part anyway yeah All right. Anyway, so I work in, you know, natural foods and part of that is working in like kind of like this Eastern medicine, like homeopathics kind of thing. You know, I don't take that part of the job very seriously when, you know, I have coworkers coming and telling me like it's time to like take a bunch of, you know, ginseng and vitamin C and like use all these tinctures because, you know, it's flu season. But yeah. at the same time, at the same time, I'm not big into Western medicine and like, getting flu shots or anything like that, you know. Yeah. So anytime I hear like you know virus, sickness, whatever, it's just not a big deal to me. I don't get sick. Like knock on wood, I'm one of those guys. Like oh, I'm immune to everything. Yeah. And when they, at, at one point in early March, they told me that I wasn't allowed to sample cheese anymore, and I said, "Is this like you know a company wide policy or like what? Like why? Why like such a like?" you know, huge reaction to this. Like, you know, we have a flu season every year. And then they started removing like all kind of sample or touchy kind of products in the store. Uh-huh. Um, and the next thing you know. So this um, was, this was right when this the, the, like everybody heard course, about it. This is like all within like the course of like a week, you know, like starting on like March 3rd is when mm-hmm. like I kind of became like, like in tune with what was going on. Yeah. In February, I had heard about, like, you know, Wuhan, yeah. not, like, the whole story, because it wasn't, like, being, you know, talked about that well, China way. China was, yeah, China was downplaying that shit for, and they're still doing it and arresting, apparently they're arresting people if they have funerals where right. people mention the fucking virus or whatever. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, ironically, I think the country that's doing the best job reporting this in the most objective way is uh, North Korea. Oh, really? I don't, know if I don't know if you've seen any of their like newscasts about coronavirus. No, I um, haven't. You know, one side of the coin, they're not talking about what's going on in North Korea. You know, Kim Jong-un is like claiming there are no cases there. Oh, and it's either because, you know, they've killed everybody or there really literally are none because, you know, they control, you know, traffic so tightly. Yeah. But like the way they were talking about China and all that throughout like December, January, February and it moving into Italy in February, March, like it was all just like super here are the facts. No yeah. bullshit. This, 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 boom, 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 honest, transparent, yeah. whatever. But anyway, you know, I at work, I'm just like, you know, this is fucking stupid. Like, why are people coming in in masks and stuff? And I'm getting emails from other managers like, you know, people are coming in in face masks. We need to put a ban on that. You know, we can't let people come in in masks. Because and of I'm theft? Like, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I totally agree. I don't know why we're getting rid of samples or letting people come in in face masks or like making a huge deal of this, but then like all in a matter of a couple days, you know, we jump up to like fucking a hundred thousand cases worldwide and I'm outside smoking with my boss and I'm like, you know, I kind of feel like an idiot. I thought this was something like where, you know, there were like three Americans who had this virus Yeah. and now I'm watching it grow like 10,000 people a day. And I'm like, I guess I sort of get what we're doing. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just wait, just wait. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, it, it gets declared by the WHO, a global, you know, a global pandemic. Yeah. You know, CDC says it's a national emergency. And this all happens like so fast, like between March 3rd and March 12th. Um, and then March 13th was the day like I like really felt like the effect of the pandemic reaction like in the workplace that's when um we went from doing you know what we we should have done about twenty thousand dollars in sales on a friday and we ended up doing uh something like forty five thousand. wow just like unheard of even like during like thanksgiving Mm -hmm. You know, and that just keeps going up like exponentially over the course of like that weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and so you, then guys, we're just... you guys stayed in stock pretty long then, huh? For for like doing more than double of what you expected to sell. You well, kept... no, we got we got obliterated that weekend because nobody had prepared for it. We weren't yeah. ordering extra. The only thing right. that we were doing different was, you know telling staff to wash their hands and we weren't doing sampling. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like the fucking gates to hell open and all these people are coming in. I've got the channel seven news in the store trying to like interview me and like film stuff. And I'm like, what oh, shit. happened? And you know, they're there and they're like, Oh, well you guys have toilet paper. And I'm like, toilet paper, <laughs> toilet paper. And he's like, well, everybody else is out. You know, you guys really have your shit together. But then by Saturday afternoon, we've got like three empty aisles. And, you know, we're not expecting a truck until Monday. And that order was placed, you know, days in advance, like regular stuff. Yeah. Like in, in like a small, like a small business like this, like we do a lot of our commitments, like, you know, days or weeks in advance. Oh, like yeah, I'm sure. 
like in you know the department or field I work in, I'm ordering stuff anywhere from like seven to twenty one days out. Mm-hmm. So totally not prepared. Yeah. And yeah, we just get fucking blasted and get our asses handed to us for like a week straight. But every twelve hours, you know, we're getting these updates like, okay, we're discontinuing this service. We're introducing this. We're putting limits on that. You know, so who our, was making those decisions for you guys? Um, we have a board of directors. Oh, yeah, so so it was the board. It wasn't like you guys all came together as a, as a, as a no, meeting. No, it's, bas- it's basically just the board and the general manager. They pass stuff down to, um, you know, the store managers. And some decisions are made on that level. But for the most part, it's, like, company-wide. You know, we have, like, 300 staff. Um, We're not recording. And what I kept hearing from my peers and, like, the people that work underneath me was we weren't doing enough and i'm like we're doing so much like this happened like overnight yeah. where like we were normal and then we were not normal yeah like what do you expect we've never been through this before right none of us were ever trained for anything like this do you remember if there were any cases in new mexico at that point in time uh i think when we really started tightening like probably like on march 15th like that, right after that first weekend ended, there were 10 confirmed cases in New Mexico. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh oh. He's cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, our governor was taking like the most like aggressive approach. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, out of anybody at that time, for, we're considering like the size of our state and like yeah. the current state of our state. Versus, you know, New York, which was already becoming this, like, breeding ground. And Washington, which had already been, like, you know, decimated. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it really felt like every hour, like, some dramatic change was taking place. And, you know, just, like, just getting, like, beat repeatedly. Like, okay, now this is happening. Now our vendor is telling us we can only order 25% of what we normally order. Oh, now they're not sending us trucks at all. They sent a truck with one pallet on it. And the rest is just disappearing invoices are being deleted you know um, so were they taking your money and or do you do you pay after the fact after you receive your shipments oh and like in retail it's all like net 30 uh-huh. you have 30 days to pay okay i mean we have an accounting department that handles you know thousands of invoices every month sure it's just you know the orders were being canceled or just not shipped yeah. or whatever and you know, all of our distributors are making like these new rules, you know, and we're getting these emails at 12 pages long. Like, Holy here's shit. the rules you need to follow for ordering now, you know, and, wow. and our general manager is sending out these emails at, you know, one, two, three in the morning, like update for all staff. You know, here's how we're handling, you know, paid time off or sick leave or, you know, what we're, we're doing for cleaning and all of this. And everybody's telling me like miles, 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 like. We're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. And I'm like, nobody's ever been through this before. And the fact that we're doing anything, like, I don't know, it's got to be, it's got to be enough right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like March 15th. I mean, shit. Like you can't, you can't follow people through stores and wipe off everything they touch. Right. I mean, at at some point there should be a no touch policy. Like if you touch it, you buy it. Right. Like, right. And by the end of, by the end of that week. You know, that's almost what we were doing. Wow. Um, but, you know, so there was the weekend where we had that crazy sales surge. And then three days later, we declared that we were shortening our hours by by four hours. You know, one off Every the top day. and 
autumn every day. Uh-huh. And then the next day they said, well, we're taking another hour off and we're going to be closed on Sundays indefinitely. Wow. You know, so now we're missing, you know, for something like 39 hours of like sales. Yeah. You know, and this just all happened like all within a few days. And we're just making these major announcements to customers. You can't bring in your own bags anymore. That's what the co-op is all about. It's yeah, bringing in yeah. bags and containers. That's like the whole hippie lifestyle. Right. Um, and suddenly, we're packaging everything in plastic when we've spent two years trying to eliminate like all single-use plastic. So that's losing something. Cust- so we're losing so customers for years because we had plastic, or the meat department had styrofoam, and we finally got to a point where we were, you know, like as far removed from like plastic waste as you could you know, reasonably be. And yeah. then the next day we're suddenly putting everything into plastic. We have fucking donuts and like little plastic containers and all the salad mixes, everything is getting bagged and like put behind barriers. The deli stops making fresh food and just becomes responsible for, you know, holding things behind the glass. Like, Oh, you'd yeah. like a bread or a bagel. Let me grab that with my gloves and hand it to you in a layer of plastic, you know? Uh-huh. So what, what's the deal with that? Like, Because we banned plastic bags, right, as a city, and well, we now banned, they're back everywhere. We banned plastic bags at the checkout stands. Uh-huh. Are, are there plastic bags at checkout stands that you've seen at, like, Target and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're the normal plastic bags. They're not the, like, yeah. That, I don't know. Maybe they, they, they put a lift on the ban. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that because we've had paper for 40 years uh-huh. we've we've never had plastic bags in our stores why did you switch to them well i'm talking about plastic for the actual else. yeah mm. like all of our bread is in plastic now yeah. all of like salad mixes are in plastic there aren't like you know containers that you can reach into and grab stuff we still have like some like gravity fed bulk containers but uh-huh. it's not like you just grab a pair of tongs and like grab some mushrooms. All the mushrooms are now shrink wrapped. You know, all the bagels are shrink wrapped. So you have to buy like a certain amount. Is you just go in and you have to no, get Trader Joe's style, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, like I said, this is stuff that's like changing every hour. Like somebody calls me to the front and they're like, "Oh, what should we do about?" you know, bottle returns, what should we do about this? And we're just kind of making up rules on the spot. Like, well, that sounds like it could be, you know, something that gets us in trouble or poses a risk for contamination. So let's stop doing that. And then we're getting calls saying, you know, these vendors are shut down. Suddenly all the restaurants in Albuquerque are shut down. And a lot Mm -hmm. of our vendors are included in that simply because, you know, they can't afford to stay in operation without, you know, having their sales floor open during the day they can't get by on just deliveries you know what i'm saying yeah so there are vendors that we lost in a matter of days that are never going to come back small businesses that just you know had to go bankrupt or call it quits you know all in a matter of a week holy shit and now as of today you know april april 5th um, all of our staff are basically required to wear masks, whatever we can find. And mm-hmm. I'd say 80% of our...
customers come in wearing some sort of makeshift mask, anything from, you know, like uh, paint masks to, you know, super high tech medical masks or bandanas or ski masks I've seen. That's crazy. Masks. Wow. Um, Paper towels wrapped around their face. Wow. And I don't think any of that is really, I mean, well, obviously, none of that is really effective against like a viral pathogen, which is microscopic. It can pass through cloth. Yeah, yeah. Thing, well, and that goes to your eyes and your ears and whatever. Yeah, the only thing that's so. going to stop it is like some kind of HEPA filter over your entire face. Well, and if you have facial hair, the masks don't matter anyway most of the time. The N95s. Yeah. So I, well, you, I you need a shield. You know those like yeah. bubbles all around your face with like yeah. a HEPA filter for oxygen intake. Yeah. But, you know, the cloth mask or paper mask, I guess the thing they're saying now is it it blocks, you know, like actual respiratory droplets. So, you know, at least you're not getting like spittle everywhere. And I think really the big thing for me is just like peace of mind and yeah. make other people feel more comfortable because I'm covering me. Well, and, and, you know, uh, it's what I saw is it kind of stops air circulation as much. So I figure, like, maybe the CDC recommends it now because, um, you know, if you're in a place where there wouldn't be as crazy air circulation, like inside your a store or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not as open, uh, maybe it stops the, the, uh, the particulate from floating around. I don't know. Yeah, and it, and it makes you more conscious of what you're doing, too, is another thing I've heard. You know, it makes you more conscious of like, you know, not touching your face mm-hmm. and, and how close you're standing to somebody. Although, like, ironically, when everybody's wearing a fucking you can't hear what the fuck they're saying and we end up standing closer to each other. Right. Well, that's, you know, when they when when seatbelts first came out in cars, more people ended up dying because they acted less safe. They were like, oh, I've got a seatbelt. It'll oh, save yeah. my life. Right. Exactly. So it's and those unintended consequences. And that is why the CDC originally said don't wear masks because <laughs> it can create a greater risk because um, a lot of people don't understand. And this is what I was laughing at you know, so much when it, people first started wearing masks like at the beginning of the month before this got like super big. I was like, look, these assholes come in wearing like dirty – gloves and touching their mask with their dirty gloves yeah and scratching their faces under their mask with their gloves well that's what it's pointless for you to be wearing gloves or a mask if you're still gonna make contact with your face right and you you can't carry those gloves yeah you touch supposedly contaminated stuff and then yeah no the only way this stuff ever works is if it's one-time use yeah. And and like I don't know. I mean it just seems like too many people don't care anyway. I don't know if you've seen that at your store, but it, like we went on a walk the other day and we went out to to a park where we didn't think that many people would be and it turned out that there were a lot of people there. Most of them stayed like like they would, you know, curve around us, which was cool because we had the stroller what? Both sides of the path are fucking. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. God damn it. 
fucking do this again. Like, uh, uh, oh, you are being recorded. <laughs> oh, thank you for telling me. I had to avoid legal <laughs> issues by telling you that. Um, <laughs> so, like, do you feel like your business overreacted, like, to the whole, I, like... Not, not anymore, no. Okay. Uh, I guess the context I was trying to create or present was... At first, I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Why would mm-hmm. a grocery store play any part in this? Mm-hmm. You know, because because of, like, I'm in a specialized industry that's not just, like, working at, like, Walmart or Kroger or something where we are seen as, like, this liberal, like, progressive, like, outpost or community center. Yeah. Because we are a food cooperative. You know, people think we should be their recycling depot and their peace and justice center and whatever. I thought, like, okay, now they think that we're, like, you know, part of, like, the fucking state health department or something. And I kind of, yeah, I kind of scoffed at it at first. I was like, I don't know why we should be changing anything. When it's flu time, people just need to be careful. I don't ever eat samples on the sales floor because I know how gross people are. But now, you know, just a few weeks later, I'm like, holy shit, like, we really did a lot. That probably, in the end, we're going to be very grateful for. Uh You know, we sent home all of our staff who were vulnerable. Everybody's getting, like, some serious bonus pay. And, you know, we're getting, like, we're getting out there and cleaning everything constantly. Do you get hazard pay now? We get hazard pay, yeah. That's cool. And we get more than everyone else in town. So, which is saying a lot considering we're the small fries. Well, but you're doing more sales than you have, like, ever? Or is that still going on? Um, For perishable, um, like meat, we still are. But mm-hmm. now we're starting to feel, um, you know, the burden of, like, or the negative, like, consequence of, like, being closed for those extra hours and day. Mm-hmm. You know, so now we're missing some sales opportunities. And a lot of the panic shopping really toned down a lot after i want to say like I don't know, like march 20th or something mm-hmm. when the um shelter in place got put into place yeah yeah things really toned down after that did um, you guys see least, big groups of people shopping uh, did, yeah, did, uh was that like group? a commonplace thing with you guys before what do you mean like big groups because like, that's like what the thing shopping together in like a pack yeah because michelle grisham she had said like don't go shopping with your whole family you know go one at a time and i was like i don't hardly most people don't shop like that anywhere yeah that's what i was thinking like that was a weird thing to say what we saw during the first week was more like new faces coming in because everyone else was out of stuff we got Mm -hmm. a lot of new customers um, but honestly, our customer count was down and it was just like, like, like we analyze sales in three different ways, uh, comps, which is, you know, the dollar amount versus that same day the year before, you know, mm-hmm. the third day of March in 2020 versus 2019. And then we look at customer count, how many transactions we had during a sales day. And then the third thing we look at is basket size what was the average transaction in dollars Mm -hmm. um 
customer count went down, basket size went up, doubled. So, you know, from doing a normal average of like $18 to $20, we started doing $50 average baskets. Hmm. Um, and that's an average. And that means that we had customers coming in and spending $500, $600, $800. Wow. Like we that's had some kind crazy, of crazy, dude. You know, people, and this is before the governor recommended like limits on stuff. So yeah. people could just out an entire section. Oh, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most of that like crazy shopping was within like the first six days. And then Albuquerque started to become kind of like a ghost town. Um, and we started just spending all of our time cleaning and arguing with customers. Me getting like harassed like on an hourly basis by somebody saying we were wasting our time with cleaning because we could never meet their standards, you know. Mm-hmm. That person, you know, that customers. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we're constantly running out of supplies and like kind of unclear on like what are we even supposed to use for cleaning? We're getting like different answers or suggestions every day. You know, use peroxide, use alcohol, you know, the whole country's out of Clorox and sanitizing wipes. Mm-hmm. And as a, like a natural food store, these a lot of these were products we didn't use in the first place until this coronavirus, you know. Yeah. We didn't ever carry, we didn't ever like hold bleach anywhere in our stores. And now it's something we're using for cleaning all the time. Because it's a harsh um, chemical or whatever? Or? Yeah, and we had to bring in like the big boys. Yeah. Um And I ordered, like, a bunch of, like, crazy, like, I don't know, I even remember what this shit is called, like, R13, just, like, whatever the heaviest duty chemicals I could find that claimed to be, like, viricides. But then every day we're finding out, like, oh, like, we ran out of this one, so we're using this one, but this one has to soak on a surface for 10 minutes. We're not soaking surfaces for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, we have to be able to wipe something in between customer transactions, like a keypad, a pin pad. Oh, yeah. There's nothing that's actually going to remove a virus instantly. Like, you know, you can't just put a sandy wipe on something and it be, like, safe. Yeah. But at the same time, it's this mentality that people have that everything in the store is contaminated. Mm-hmm. Something to be said for, like, safer than sorry. But we are, like, all freaking each other out and the customers freaking each other out, like, Thinking like every time somebody touches a keyboard, they're transferring the virus. Yeah. Not everybody comes in the fucking store as a virus. And you want to act like, you know, the virus is in the store and keep things clean. But we can't just be soaking everything in fucking bleach and peroxide right. every four seconds, you know? Yeah. There's no need to mop the bathroom every 10 minutes, you know? Like, there's only so much we can do. And there's only so much material available to us. And we, we we ran into major shortages within, like, days. Have you seen more people use, like, their phones to pay and stuff so they don't have to use a keypad? Yeah, yeah. More um, people are doing and, that? Yeah, and we have uh, credit card machines that are total fucking – were a total pain in the ass before this. And now um, we're started, we started to see the effects of, like, what happens when – Every grocery store that uses this system is overloaded at the same time, and it would just completely crash mm-hmm. and overrun the the credit card servers. Like, you know, not our local servers. But the companies, but, yeah. Yeah, the actual company that's, like, servicing those machines or whatever, 
yeah. um, providing like the point of sale system, just hitting like, you know, 10 times it's like maximum threshold that it's supposed what to be able fuck? to hit. And we would just like lose service for like, you know, an hour at a time. And this is um, before everything. No, this is during. Yeah. Oh, and, shit. and that was something that would happen once in a while before the pandemic. You know, just regular, you know, retail, you know, POS issues that you mm-hmm. experience hiccups. But to have that happen when you have lines that are like, you know, 20 people long um, and everyone's like already overworked and overstressed. Yeah. You know, some of us working like 60 plus hour weeks. Yeah, it's man, fun, that's I guess. Crazy. Like TLDR, it's like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then, uh, I guess I didn't cover this, but like, you know, when the restaurants got shut down and everything, mm-hmm. and it's not like stated like specifically, um, but you know, grocery stores are deemed like these essential businesses, like unofficially, yeah. or just deemed not non-essential. Yeah. And suddenly the whole fucking city, you know, goes to bed or gets sent home, gets laid off, gets, you know, fired, gets, you know, cut or put on vacation, whatever, you know, whatever based on the means of that business. And suddenly, like, we're the only ones working besides actual first responders, you know, emergency services and the restaurants that can afford to do, you know, catering or whatever. Um, but that's not something I ever expected to do in my entire life, you know? Yeah. Fucking first, I complain about first world sort of problems working in retail all the time. You know, retail is a fucking drag. Just yeah. Just with customers and their picky bullshit. But I yeah. didn't expect to be like, not to like talk myself up, but to be like, like feeding America, like yeah. during kind of like pandemic, you know? But it is crazy, yeah. I mean, it. it's it's like in my mind, people are are you know neglecting what you know we we see now is we're neglecting what we see now as essential workers, and are hopefully, I mean, like I would like people to see like things we were doing in the past we shouldn't do anymore. Like we shouldn't have all you can eat buffets anymore, right? Like you nobody. <laughs> Like that kind of shit, like that shouldn't happen. Like gas stations need oh, to change. There it goes. Are you, oh, can you, did my audio go out? I'm going to turn my Wi-Fi on and off here. Okay, I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, I just reset my wife. Oh, it's kind of. Up oh, there you are. Okay, now I'm back. <laughs> yeah, now you're back. Okay. Yeah, cool. wait till fucking end. Fucking um. It wait till what? Oh, I mean, I guess you know, uh, internet. That's an essential service now too. Oh, dude, Everyone that's so what's dependent on it. Well, that's not the only that. thing like that's going. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, like, like if if the internet and Amazon shut down. Like if Comcast was like, nah, fuck you guys. Like, but the thing is, is like, isn't, isn't this proof that the internet is, it should be a public utility. Like, 
so that people oh, can continue yeah. to communicate? I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's to me. That's insane. That you know, we should be finding more ways to not interface. Like we wanted to find toilet paper the other day. We were gonna. We couldn't find any. We we called. We tried to call Walmart, and they said. You have to come into the store to buy this product. We cannot tell you if we have it over the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, what the fuck is that? You can't just say, yeah, we've got one, but somebody's probably going to buy it before you get here. Like, And you can't even do the, the curbside pickup thing with with toilet paper at Walmart. So, And actually, Target won't let you do that either. So I had to go into Target, you know, and we've got the newborn. So it's like, I, we don't want to do that shit. You know, yeah. like minimize contact, but... Target won't won't bring toilet paper from their door to your car, fifty feet. Like because they'll get attacked. Oh they'll yeah. Get jumped. Well, but but I didn't when I was carrying it in I my cart to my car. Still, I've heard so many different explanations. It's so stupid. The reason toilet paper is a big deal now is only because it was exaggerated in the beginning, and yeah. they made a big fucking dent in or. There's, they created this like yeah. man-made fucking you know hiccup in the distribution cycle. Well, There's fucking tons of toilet paper out there. You know There's what I so think it is? It's already been made. That's been yeah. that's sitting in a warehouse. It's just people need they don't understand. Like you can only fit so much weight on a truck. You know, right. a store like Walmart probably gets I don't know how many twenty-five foot trailers like every day. But mm-hmm. each one can only fit so much product. Yeah. And when people buy everything straight off of that truck, like it just, it just, uh, I don't know. Well, and then I've heard that trucks are carrying, you know, more toilet paper, but they can't carry other shit. So it's like totally. other, yeah. other vendors that, suffer. That's what we have to do. That's what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks is we have to decide like, okay, so we're going to just have to go without beans and rice for three days and bring in paper towels and toilet paper. Holy shit. You no, know, bring in a massive amount of that because of the restrictions that they put on us, like weight and case wise. Yeah. And then, you know, the next order, we'd be like, okay, we can order a bunch of like yogurt and milk and cheese and eggs, but we need to hold off on the paper goods and then, you know, make this mm-hmm. trade off. And, you know, we would make this sacrifice for one product over the other but then end up having the whole fucking order canceled and then have an empty store for three days. Oh, Jesus. And the customers don't understand that. They come in and they're fucking screaming. Yeah. And they're standing there like, to yell at you until you bring me what I want. (sighs) I drove all the way over here. And we had to, like, turn our phone systems into this automated, like, 15-minute message, like, uh, outgoing message when you call the store. Uh-huh. You know, like, sorry, here's a list of everything that you're probably going to ask us about. And then what happens when they finally get through to a human? They say the thing they've been told not to say, you know? Yeah. Can I order this? Do you have that? Well, yeah, like, that's everybody's, everybody's, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's privilege, dude. It's people living with fucking privilege. privilege yeah. And that's why we have things like, you know, massive casinos with the slot machines where you sit there and poke buttons that fucking everybody's poking all day and you don't know what the fuck they have and 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 the buffets and the gas station keypads where they're there you know there better be some things that we change. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's that's my that's my whole thing is and like we need to fucking change shit. Barriers gonna come down 
in six months? Are we going to remove all the plexiglass? Are we going to remove all the hand sanitizer stations? Are we going to just go back to being filthy animals that stand on top of each other? Right. And that's what people want, though, right? They say when things go back to normal, like this is normal now. Like th- that to me, this I, not exactly time, this. You know, the after Easter normal. Mm-hmm. There's no normal. Yeah. We it's crazy. And, and I keep thinking, like, well, what if this had started here in Albuquerque? Like, mm-hmm. you know, then maybe people would would maybe we would have reacted well. Maybe we wouldn't have. Maybe people would have died. Maybe they wouldn't have. But, you know, then I think people here would understand, like, OK, there there is no normal now. We're, our normal has changed. Like we do wear masks all the time now. We do. We don't go to places where they have. You know, well, non-gloved workers is, serving food. They're so used to a lot of this with like MERS and SARS and, mm-hmm. you know, pollution and all this mask wearing and doing for, you know, over a decade. Um, but a little thing and, I don't know, some kind of liberal conspiracy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Like, like we have such, I guess the point I'm trying to make is like Americans have such a hard time adapting or adjusting, you know, yeah. or you know, kind of wrapping their heads around like the justification for for some of this stuff. And I really, I mean, I agree with what you said the other day. A lot of it's not gonna, there's not gonna be a lasting impression on on most people, at least in this yeah. country. I don't think so. But that's why Trump's president, right? Make America great again. Make yeah. Put our way of life that we liked. I, back. I really, yeah, I really don't want to talk too much about like his response to this, but yeah. um, I don't know. Absolutely, like everybody knows how that went. Everybody knows that he's a piece of shit and I, fucked I, up, and yeah, Kushner fucked like, up. Without words. Yeah. Well, I don't even. He's a piece of shit anymore. I think that he's just like the dumbest man to ever be put in charge of anything. Yeah. He literally cannot process anything. We, you know, outside of the way, like a, a, you know, eight year old would No, it wasn't me. It was you. No, no, you know, bounce. What's the saying? Like, you know, what sticks to me? I'm rubber. You're glue. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm rubber. You're glue. Yeah. I'll call you back. Hold on. 5g that started the virus um yeah i know right well so it's it's i'm rubber your glue yeah 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 exactly it's just the most childish fucking reaction um and i i can't believe that man's in charge but yeah i don't want to talk about that too much yeah i mean to me like the our state has handled this well the state government in in responding and saying you know because if you look at um what is it, Connecticut or whatever they said, like, maybe it was Maryland. I was watching a, a governor talk the other day, and he was saying, like, don't don't go out in groups larger than 10. And we're at groups larger than 5. And, like, Oklahoma said it oh, was... Oh, there are still some that are, like, at 20 or 30. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and like, that's I what... I watched something from uh, the governor of Missouri um march 16th it was like no we're not going to do any quarantines or shelters in place because we're not china 
Like, it's not going to happen here. And then suddenly, you know, three days later, he's got like a thousand deaths. God, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. People are just there. I mean, it's funny because, you know, we had an AF episode about this with uh, Lance and Lamar. And I asked him, like, if this came to America and what happened in China happened in Albuquerque, uh, how do you think people would react? And Lamar was like, they'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Nothing will go wrong. You know, everybody's going to be calm and nice and life will go on. Yeah. And I was like, fuck no, dude. Like, yeah, faith it, in you the know. system. Then. Huh? He had faith in the system that. It yeah. And I was it's like, dude, that. it's going to be fucking like we've watched too many zombie movies, you know. And then what happened? People went out and bought guns and ammo, backed up the background check shit. Like, yep, yep. I mean, they just they bought toilet paper because the shit hit the fan. Like, yep. whatever the fuck it was, you know, uh, it's it's insane. I don't know, but we did we did we're doing what we do. I don't know. What do you think is next? Like, for you guys as a as a business or whatever. Like, do you think that you're gonna continue using plastic and, and bleach and and these things that you haven't used for so long? That, I just, I mean, this is something we talk about every day, and I'm just, like, dude, honestly, this whole thing has been, like, just so fast, like, Mm -hmm. and I have had, you know, maybe four or five hours of sleep for the past month, like, every night, and, like, it's hard to even, like, see this as, like, remember we were talking about deja vu earlier, and, like, you know, totally unrelated conversation about, like, uh, you know, reality checks, trying to figure out whether you're dreaming or not. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like my life now. Like I don't know. Like I, I think me and a lot of people are just like on autopilot. Oh you yeah. Know? It's For hard sure, to dude. This and think about like what about tomorrow? What about next week? Or a year from now? What are we going to be doing different? Are we going to have you know the plexiglass guards forever? Are we going to um? You know, continue sanitizing the bathroom sink every 30 minutes. You mm-hmm. know, there are some good things that we could continue doing. That's like, there's like a wake up call for us. Like, oh, we should be cleaning more. Duh. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, um, dude, but, that's that shit to me. And, like, and that's how I feel for everybody. There's like very common, like core things to take away from this, you know? Um, yeah. But some of the bigger stuff, like, I really, I just, I don't know because a lot of it is dependent on the rest of society and like the demographic that we serve, you know, we respond to their needs and demands, you know, if a year, a year or two for now, they want everything back to the way it was, or there's a pushback that we kept certain things in place. We're likely to respond to that, you know? If your customers were bitching about something that you guys decided was a good practice, would you stop doing it? You think? It's like if, I mean it's it's debatable. I mean it's gone both ways in different situations. That's so crazy, man, to think that like it's not like the customer is always right, but at a certain point because of the way our company is structured because we are a cooperative that is, you know, member driven. Yeah. Um, we do end up listening in some form or fashion, mm-hmm. you know, maybe modified, you know, kind of meet in the middle compromise. But, um, 
at a certain point, you know, their voices will be heard. So it's not completely unreasonable, but yeah. I mean, I don't even know where that line is drawn anymore. Reasonable, practical, realistic, feasible. Right. Like, so well, hey, I have to make formula real quick because because Fox is out. Uh, let me do that and yeah. I'll give you a call back. It should only take like five minutes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Later. Later. Okay. Um, it's, so not like, a... it's not like we enforce it. It's not like we are, you know, kicking people out for not social distancing. We have signs everywhere that say, you know, yeah. please, you know, abide by state recommended social distancing, you know, norms and please remain six feet away. And we have the whole store marked in tape where people are supposed to stand. Mm-hmm. You know, there are spots going around the entire length or perimeter of the store, you know, separating people six feet. And, you know, some people stay away. Some people don't. The store is not designed for social distancing. It's not like a big right. super center like a Target where there are, you know, huge aisles and openings and whatnot. Well, even then, you know, um, like I was – I stopped in an aisle to look at something at Target and – formula and i was you know trying to see what something was in it and somebody just walked right by me and i'm like i wasn't paying attention you know i couldn't move out the out of the way because i was doing something i have to walk past people all the time Mm -hmm. you know we most of our spaces are only you know about four feet just the minimum ada requirement 48 inches yeah um you know between different aisles or like stairways or whatever um, and we still have staff that are on top of each other all the time, but they think it's okay because they're wearing masks. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but yeah. that's, so that's what happened with that retirement home. Lavidiana was a worker didn't know that they were sick, weren't showing symptoms, but they had it and they went to work. Fucking 35 cases in all in the at risk population. So there should be an American Pandemic Association from now on, APA. Yeah. The APA standard. I don't know. Maybe that's what needs to come of this. Like, the CDC probably needs... I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're not the right organiza- organization for this, but it seems like it'd be part of the CDC. You know, it gets more funding and starts doing more pandemic recommendations, and this becomes a regular part of life, them saying... Like, hey, when you go to the store, make sure you do wipe off the handle on the cart, even though it's probably just a fucking scented schmear rag. Like, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it should be regulated on some kind of national level yeah. and not be left up to business owners. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I mean, I don't know. Would there be like a federal equivalent or a CDC like equivalent of like? you know, health inspections done in businesses on a regular basis, you know, and, you know, you know, you've worked in restaurants before, you know, you know what happens when the health inspector comes, Mm -hmm. everybody cleans up everything for the 20 minutes that they're there. Yeah. And that's, that's any audit, right? That's just how people behave. Like we don't, we're more lax when we're not being paid attention to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe this is a way to make to get Big Brother in the window or in the door. 
so they can always watch people. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, I, I should probably get ready to feed Fox and stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you talking about this specifically. And uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll have a million more of these conversations over the next like four years. So. Oh, yeah, I know. That's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know if I'm going to post it somewhere where I do and ask you again if there's anything that you want to take out. I'll send it to you the audio once it's compressed and stuff if you want it so you can listen and and, and you're uh, saying i use some of it for writing something yes yeah i plan on doing that primarily cool, before cool. putting anything out so thanks again for helping me build my portfolio up yeah man for sure we'll uh right. we'll, we'll talk soon about the other show yeah we should yeah i'll hit you up uh when i'm off work tomorrow <laughs> Okay. Sure. Later, dude. Later. Yeah.